0: everybody. Welcome to Coach's Corner. I am guessing that one of your intentions for the New Year's is to get even healthier. So I wanted to have one of my favorite health experts who's been on the show before come back and talk to us about our overall health, what we can do, and especially speak about functional medicine. So I have on Dr. Stephen Cabral. He's a board certified doctor of naturopathy, and he's done more than 5,000 hours of doctoral research. He's traveled to India, Sri Lanka to study Ayurvedic medicine. China to study traditional Chinese medicine, and Europe to study functional medicine. His passion for health came out of his own illness that he encountered when he was a teenager. And through his combination of learning and living each day in these traditions, Dr. Cabral came to see the potential of using all of these methods in his practice. So he's leveraged his cutting edge integrative approach to helping thousands of people feel better and live lives full of energy and vitality through his private wellness practice in Boston, but he knew more work had to be done. So he created Equal Life, which is a platform designed to bring his integrative wellness approach to people around the world. And it's a place where he makes labs testing available. Um, you can have health coaching, all kinds of great stuff. And what we did today is he, we, he, we talk a little bit about health. I ask him some specific questions. We talk about functional medicine and natural medicine and where the limits of the of your general practitioner and regular doctor lie. But he also read some of my test results. So I submitted a minerals and metals test and thought that would be interesting to, to look at at postpartum. And he went through my results with me, which was very interesting. I'm sure that you guys will learn some things. It's not just personal to me he talks about why my levels are low in certain areas, what I can do about it. And I think we'll have him back on the show. So if you have, actually, I know we'll have him back on the show. So if you have questions that you'd like me to ask him next time he's on, follow me on Instagram, Christine Hassler, and send me a DM and I'll save them up for the next time that he comes back to the show. He has also agreed to give a limited number of my audience a free minerals and metals test. All you have to pay for is shipping. So you get the test for free and the analysis for free. All you pay for is shipping, which is a pretty amazing deal. There's a limited number of those. So you go to stephencabral.com slash Christine, and that's spelled dot com slash Christine to get that test. Before we dive in, I want to thank my sponsor for this week, which is Organifi. You know I love me some Organifi, especially this time of year. I love making the hot drinks, the Organifi Gold, their turmeric blend is amazing. And I'm always making sure I got their immunity packs because, you know, golden flus and all that stuff are going around. So you can always get 20% off your Organifi order when you go to Organifi.com slash over it or use promo code over it and checkout that's spelled O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com slash over it. Get stocked up on all your goodies and the 20% off isn't just your first order. It's anytime you order from Organifi, which is a pretty cool deal. All right. Now onto my conversation with Dr. Cabral. Dr. Cabral, welcome back to the show. Thanks so much for being here.
1: It's great to be here again. So thanks so much for having me on.
0: Well, I'm excited to have you on because it's the beginning of the year and it's a a time when a lot of people make health commitments and really declare this is going to be my year of health and well-being. And maybe look at their diet, their exercise, that type of thing, but often miss a lot when it comes to health because there's there's so much more going on with our bodies than we see eye, you know, than what we weigh on a scale or what we're eating. It can go so much deeper than that. And so I'd love to begin with you giving us a, an overview of the kind of medicine that that you practice and then we'll shift gears into a conversation about how we can best approach achieving optimal health. So let's start with you telling us a little bit more about the kind of medicine that you practice,
1: yeah, absolutely. And I think it's becoming more and more prevalent, and more people know about it, but it's called integrative health and functional medicine. And so what I look to do is go beyond the typical blood work you would run with your PCP, your primary care doctor. And the reason we we do this and why I got into it is that when I was seventeen years old, uh, I became very, very sick, and so it took ten years to figure out what was actually with me. And that could have been done within just a matter of weeks to months had I had functional medicine lab testing. And that's because blood work only takes you so far. It's great to do. You should absolutely look at your cholesterol levels, your lipid levels, your TSH levels, like whatever you might look for in blood work. All of that's great. But it's not the heavy metal toxicity, the gut dysfunction, the immune, immunological markers, like all of the things that you want to know about as well. And so that's what really got me interested in it. I was a nutritionist and personal trainer in my early 20s, then I got into strength and conditioning, and then I became a doctor of naturopathy, really just following in my mentor's footsteps. When I was 27, she taught me how to combine functional medicine lab testing with certain um, nutritional protocols and nutritional supplements, as well as sleep and calming the body. I call it my de-stress protocol now. And and as they say, the rest is history. So the big difference is we were doing this in Boston, Massachusetts from around 2010 on, and in two thousand and twelve, we started doing telewellness before it was really a thing over Skype. And then now, of course, it's it's really uh, blossomed. And we see people all over the world, twenty seven different countries we ship labs to. And this is something that I want to make accessible to everyone around the world. I mean, that that's the thing. It changed my life. And uh, now I'm simply trying to pay that forward.
0: Can you give us an example or a couple examples of some of the things that? a functional medicine doctor or an integrative medicine practitioner could pick up through the non-traditional blood test that you're going to get from your general practitioner, like something through hair or urine or saliva or whatever. Can you give us some examples of some things that you might find out that you wouldn't find out by going to just, quote-unquote, a normal doctor?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And so... Let's take, for example, I got sick, 17 years old. What do they run? Well, they run a normal blood work that everybody would get. So basically, it looks at all your white blood cells, your red blood cells. It can look at things like anemia, although you need to typically ask to run ferritin and other levels. Um, They used to run vitamin D levels. They're not running that anymore unless you actually ask for it. They're looking at hormone levels, but the truth is that most people are not going to get the data they need from their hormone levels with their PCP. And the reason is women should be running their hormones, estrogen and progesterone, even testosterone, around day 19, 20, or 21 of their menstrual cycle, if they still have a menstrual cycle. And again, all of these things change. We look at cholesterol levels in the blood, and we're typically looking at uh, mineral levels, and we're looking at kidney function, liver function. So all of that's good. And again, you should run your blood work once a year with your PCP. And if anything is off, then you'll simply work on that, and you'll rerun it in about four months from then to make sure everything is good then. But what it won't look for are heavy metal levels. It won't look for the free levels of hormones, which really does matter because let's say that a male is running their testosterone levels and they want to actually look at free testosterone, not total testosterone. Well, unless you go to a functional medicine doctor, they're not going to be checking for the actual usable testosterone. So we look at heavy metals. We look at gut function. You can't look at gut function through the blood. It's just not going to happen. You need to run a urine test uh, which shows the excretion of certain things, metabolites that can look for yeast overgrowth or bacterial overgrowth. Um, You can run a stool sample, which will look for parasites or bacterial overgrowth like SIBO, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, or H. pylori, that's a bacterial mm-hmm. infection in the stomach. These things are very common. I mean, H. pylori, about 25% uh, of all people worldwide. Parasites, about the same. It's anywhere between 25% and 30%. Um, and then other factors as well, like food sensitivities. So if you don't run a food sensitivity test, really difficult to know what a delayed response, to, which means you build up inflammation in your body, to a food was that you ate two days ago or three days ago. And that, that can be a little bit challenging to actually remember. And the last one is that you want to know your omega-6 and omega-3 levels, because that is what's going to help with overall longevity, hormones, Mood uh, as well as inflammation. So these are things that an inf- that a functional medicine doctor or integrative doctor uh, or practitioner will run. And the nice thing is they can be done at home without having to have blood drawn from a vein. Mm-hmm. They can be done with a urine sample, a hair sample that we'll be talking about today, which is the easiest for the whole family. I have two daughters; they're eight and ten now. But since they were three years old, we've been doing hair tissue tests. You know, very very simple tests uh, and saliva tests as well. So. These are all things that we share with people. It doesn't negate blood work, but it adds to a much larger picture, and it shares with you the underlying root cause of why you might not be feeling well in the first place, since blood work is only detecting a disease-based state.
0: Right. right. And it's just a, a snippet. You know, I I have done the the Dutch test. I don't know if you're a fan of that or not. Um But it's a hormonal test and you you collect urine over the course of a day basically. And it shows you where your hormones are at different points in the day versus just going in and taking blood. And especially for me, who's always dealt with thyroid stuff, I can do blood on the same day and get two different results for my thyroid. So I've had to find like other ways and other reliable ways to test hormones and thyroid levels and things like that. But I want to go back, and you may have, want to comment on that, but I want to also go back to you talked about free testosterone versus just testosterone, and I think people may not understand the difference between those two things. Can you explain that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And so it really goes, it's very prevalent with testosterone, but it's not dissimilar with something like estrogen. And so what we're looking at is you your body produces hormones through your brain telling your system, either your ovaries or testes to produce certain hormones before menopause uh, for women and your adrenals to produce cortisol and norepinephrine uh, or your thyroid to produce thyroid hormones. Basically, it's the hypothalamus that's inside the brain, tells the pituitary gland inside the brain to tell the adrenals or the ovaries or the thyroid uh, or the testes to produce hormone or not. And so that's, that's how it works and it's done that through a stimuli. And then what happens is you produce, let's say, testosterone. Okay, so you're producing testosterone in the body, but that does not actually mean that it's able to be used. So it has to be converted and used first. And the easiest way to think about it is typically these things are processed in the liver. They're processed through other cells in the body, kidneys, et cetera. Um, but you, if you have a big bucket of testosterone, well, maybe you're using 30% of that maybe even less. I've seen men use maybe 10% because of something called sex hormone binding globulin. There are other factors as well, but um, SHGB is a big one. And that is caused by actually heavy metals, viruses, stress, and other factors such as low vitamin C, low zinc, and other nutrients that would actually allow the body to convert total testosterone to usable free testosterone. So that is why it's so important to look at that free number. You can definitely run it in your blood. Uh, I prefer to run it in saliva. Saliva is going to give you the free level. So I, I always look at it this way. So urine and stool are going to be excretion-based factors. So that's what the body has used. Saliva is going to be what is actually being used. When you look at here, that's an excretion factor as well, what was used, and then the, the blood spot as well, is, it's what's able to be used. So the blood is kind of homeostatic. It tells you what's able to be used. And I, just as a general guideline, if even if your PCP tells you you can run a blood work lab at 4 p.m., don't. The only accurate time where all the readings actually match up are between 8 and 10 in the morning, and the earlier the better. If the lab opens at 8 a.m., get there at 8 a.m. to have your blood work run. So, we run all of our markers with hormones uh, besides the all day cortisol test in the morning. So, that's when, so again, every hormone has its factor. Uh, Between 3 and 4 p.m., thyroid gets going. Between 6 and 8 a.m., cortisol starts to peak. And so, what we wanna do is we wanna look at your peak production. Because you're not going to have more than that typically during the day. So then we can start to gauge how the rest of the day looks.
0: Mm. This is so, so valuable. And I think that so many of us, there's a lot we don't know. We don't know. You know, when you were talking that sex binding hormone, mine was very, very high after pregnancy. And my doctor just said, oh, it's just because you were pregnant. But you just made a connection to mercury, which we're going to get to. And I'm now I'm like, hmm, I'm wondering if that's why it was so high. So it's it's... So enlightening to get the full picture. And I also feel like it can be a little overwhelming for people and that prevents them from actually going out and pursuing a more integrative approach to health because they may need to do a gazillion tests. Nobody really likes to do a poop test. That's just not fun. Uh, a lot of these tests, like it took me a while to do the hair thing because my my husband was so nervous about cutting hair out of my head, and so you know it it can it's it can be quote unquote harder because you have to read the instructions, mail it, than just going in and getting poked and can feel overwhelming. So what what advice or encouragement do you have for people that might just be like, oh, I just don't want to know; it's too overwhelming, or I I don't want to do all that testing, or this is this is the biggest problem and where our system is just messed up it's really expensive and that's a huge roadblock yeah, for a lot of no, people. Yeah. Uh, no,
1: well all like all of that is absolutely true. Every single thing you stated, but at the same time you have to do it. Like there's no there's no other way around it, meaning that and here's why I say that. So I didn't grow up with a lot of money. Like that was not the case. And so when I then had to pay out of pocket or my my mother, my family did, we couldn't afford Two lab tests. That's it. So we did two out of the five or six labs that they recommended. And now the more labs you run, the better plan you're gonna get. There's just no doubt about that because, like you just said, you have a bigger picture. So I'm not only looking at like where today we're gonna look at your heavy metals, your mineral levels, stress levels, uh, immunity, et cetera. But we don't know your food sensitivities, we don't know your hormones, we don't like so there's it doesn't, it's okay. Like you can just run one lab. We have the majority of people just run one run lab um, because of cost or whatever it might be. And then you could say, okay, well, I 'll read the directions. I have to mail it in. Like all of that is absolutely true. The problem is that nobody has, and this is the truth, any idea what they should be doing if they're not running their labs. I mean, it took yeah. me 10 years to get well. And I had the best doctors in Boston trying to help me. They yeah. couldn't figure it out. And that's because blood work, all they knew was my white blood cells were super low. They didn't know what was wrong with me. They thought I had cancer at one point. They thought I might have like HIV, like any of these things. They just Because they could not fathom what else was going on 25 years ago or so. So it's like, well, they didn't even think that I could have H. pylori, SIBO, candida overgrowth in my gut. They didn't, they, they didn't know I had mercury uh, overload myself. They didn't know all of these other things. And mm-hmm. so it's just impossible to figure out. And so if, you, if you're thinking like, oh, well, what's the best diet for me? what's the best workout program? What's the best supplements? No practitioner, not like myself, anybody could not possibly tell you unless you run a lab test. And so that is why I say, even if you just start with one, start with one. We literally are, we're giving this lab away to people to get them started in functional medicine. Like that's how powerful I think that it is. So a lot of people have amazing charities that they give to, and we do the same. We have um, B1G1. But we also do it through trying to spread functional medicine and, and mm-hmm. this knowledge to the world. And so it's like, whatever your calling is, is like, that's what you're led to do. I know you have yours and yeah. this is what I've been doing for many, many years.
0: And I, I love your passion, your commitment to it. And my point of view on health, especially, I would say most of my money goes towards my health and well-being, over travel, over everything, because mm-hmm. I believe in investing it because I i'm it's an insurance policy against getting sick later, so you're either gonna pay for it now or you're gonna pay to be sick later to need some kind of support some kind of health care later um but I understand for people it still can feel just so unaffordable and are there do you know of any kind of insurance companies or any companies that work with people to make functional medicine more accessible?
1: It's interesting because uh conventional medicine knows the you know, effectiveness and viability of it. They're just not taught in medical school. Mm -hmm. So some medical doctors are moving more towards that type of practice. But having said that, I'm just thinking about it, it's typically a concierge practice. So you're actually paying, you know, a thousand five hundred to a thousand dollars a month for a lot of these doctors to give you all of these things. And so, you know, it's challenging because this is, I mean, this is the truth behind the matter that health insurance, conventional medicine, and medical school all work together. So pharmaceutical companies invest a lot of money, make a lot of donations to medical yeah. schools. Medical schools are taught about disease pathology through recognizing that in blood work and then having an ICD-9 code to build the insurance company to then also give a specific type of blood work test, extra or pharmaceutical. And that's how it works. And when you know we're going to go through your lab test or we go through the others, we're not diagnosing disease. We're not putting people on pharmaceuticals. We're actually right. helping them get well. Right. And if you help people get well, now there I mean there could be a grand conspiracy theory if we want to look that way. Well, it gets people off pharmaceuticals. And I and I get that. I understand that. But at the same time though, it also saves insurance companies. Like we work with big corporations. It saves them hundreds of thousands of dollars a year in just what you were talking about because you know, if you're full of inflammation or constipation or migraines or stomach aches or those things keep people out of work all the time. Yeah. And so in the long run, there's two ways to look at it. One, you're not going to spend the money in the long term on your own health because there is pay out of pocket for all of these other things as well. And number two, um you're going there's something called health span as well. So there's how long you're going to live and and for the most part, we can help people live at least an extra ten years by not getting the two the top three forms of uh, mortality, which is cardiovascular disease, high blood pressure, and type two diabetes. But the other is most people, by the time they get to fifty years old, they are feeling life. They are worn down, run down, low mood, Mm -hmm. low energy, low libido, and they're low in life. Well, I mean, if you can not feel like that, or maybe never feel like that until 80, you get back 30 years of your life. Yeah. So to me, just like you, like we don't skimp on food and like the quality health things that, you know, we need for our daughters and for ourselves because then we have more energy and we're just enjoying life more.
0: It's so true. It's so true. Because I'm definitely feeling it postpartum, and um, I'm curious to get to my results. It's it's I'm this is for sure the most, for lack of a better word, I won't say unhealthy. I'll say least vital I have ever felt in my life. And I'm like I don't know how people live this way. <laughs> like, I don't know how people function because I'm used to feeling pretty good, but all of my energy has gone into my daughter and my commitment this year is related really to to come back to my own health um and well-being because I, I i'm not role modeling very well for her self-care um but i think it's often a natural part of of postpartum and it's just such a big change that that we go through on the physical level um but i love what you said about health span because there's there's living and then there's living well and i, I think that I, again we're growing out of it Um, And there's so much I could say about the healthcare system and don't even get me started. But I I see that more and more people are becoming more conscious and aware of we can take our health into our own hands and there is something that we can do. And I'm not just going to go to a doctor when I'm sick. I'm actually going to find a practitioner when I'm feeling really healthy to prevent and prevent any future illness and preserve my health. You know, that's what always got me to functional medicine doctors is maybe something was a little off, but I also was like, well let's let's get ahead of things so that we're not treating disease down the road. I'd rather kinda of get get ahead of things so that I I know, you know, what I need to look out for in my life. You know, like I know for one that I I need to watch gut inflammation. So I just really am careful with my diet. And um, stress and things like that. Because I know for me, it's it's when my gut's inflamed, it's not not good for anyone. Which brings me to a question. Do you find that most, I don't know, symptoms, diseases, whatever word we want to use, are tied to gut
1: health? Yeah, I, I get asked this a lot. And I would say if I could only work on two things with every individual that comes into my practice, it would be fixing the digestive system, and the nice thing is there's only four main things to work on, and working on stress, because mm-hmm. and gut issues, as you alluded to, can cause stress, yeah. and that is a vicious cycle when you can never turn off fight or flight or the sympathetic nervous system, and when you're not when you're bloated or gassy or you have acid reflux or constipation or diarrhea, uh, it's a sign that well one you're not feeling well of course and that's going to affect that's going to actually be translated through your vagus nerve which is connected to the brain that there's anxiety or, or overwhelm like you're you're just you're not feeling well and your brain communicates that way to your gut and then it can cause what's what's called leaky gut or intestinal permeability and when that happens well then that's going to set off the autoimmune issues the skin rashes the migraines the allergies uh, and just overall you just start to get worn out because your body's on constant mm-hmm. fight Against the proteins or bacteria that's now in your bloodstream from your gut, which is meant to be the outside of your body, but inside a tube moving through the body. And so that that is really the the biggest issue. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, if people can't lab test, then that's what we do. You know, we kind of work from detox, empty that rain barrel, then we move on to replacing the deficiencies, which we're going to talk about with you, because that's one of the biggest issues with postpartum, is that okay, you just literally created a new life over nine, 10 months. And now you are still nursing that baby, mm-hmm. breastfeeding, using more of your calories and nutrients. It's not just calories, it's vitamins and minerals and omegas mm-hmm. and everything else that's building that child. And you're not getting any sleep, right? And so it's <laughs> yeah. like, that's a, it's not a recipe for health. No. And so how do we it's fix very that? Very poor design.
0: Well, I don't understand. It's a very poor
1: design. It is a very, it's, <laughs> It's like a, yeah, it's a, it's a, you know, a battle of attrition. It's like, okay, how little sleep can I get I away know. with and still function? And, and you know, if you're not feeling well bloating-wise, then it's really difficult because then you're not absorbing the nutrients you need. And so, you know, that was a long answer. But, yes, stress and gut are the two main places I always work on.
0: What are the four things about the gut that you look for or or, or treat?
1: So it's parasites, H. <laughs> pylori, which is after pylori uh, infection that typically starts in the stomach, Uh, Both of those things, believe it or not, can be from undercooked meats or sushi, uh, or it could be just a salad bar uh, with Mm -hmm. unclean produce. So it really can be gotten anywhere. And then that's why it's so prevalent. And there is uh, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, which is SIBO. That can actually be good bacteria. So I just let people know that it can just be an overgrowth of even good bacteria. And the last one is candida overgrowth, uh, yeast overgrowth. And you're supposed to have some yeast, but it's not supposed to be overgrown. So then all of those things can lead to then inflammation, which then can lead to leaky gut, intestinal permeability, which then sets off the autoimmune issues, et cetera.
0: I treated SIBO in 2017. And honestly, my gut's been so much different ever, ever since. I mean, if I have like a big plate of Brussels sprouts, sure, I get a little bloated, but oh man, it made such a difference. It made such a difference for me treating that. But it's it, that was a, it's a tough one to trade. At least it was for me. It took a while, and it took being very regimented and very specific with it.
1: Yeah, we have a specific protocol that's twelve weeks long. Yeah, but it, it's I mean, it revolution of life.
0: Yeah,
1: like those were was the big things that I had to do to get better. We didn't have the knowledge that we have now. The bio ours is called the CBO protocol, and it's literally we do gentle to a little stronger to strongest, so that people aren't getting all the die off, you know, and and so. You know, we've just come a long way in functional medicine and it's based on research and it's also based on practice, like people working on it in practice. Oh, this works, sharing it with colleagues, testing, and, and this all happened in the early 2000s and now uh, it's, it's pretty solid. It really is. I mean, we, we do this with tens of thousands of people a year uh, for sure.
0: Well, I'd, I'd love to get into my results. So I was the guinea pig for this, <laughs> for this episode, which I was happy to be. T- can you tell a little bit about the test that I did, what it looks for, and then we can go through my results and your recommendations?
1: Yeah, so we did what is called a minerals and metals test. So we're looking at the minerals in the body, the electrolytes, calcium, magnesium, sodium, potassium. Uh, Then we're looking at copper and manganese and zinc and chromium and selenium and phosphorus. So those are going to give us energy in the body. They're going to show stress-based levels. They're going to show the immune system, the absorption. And then we look at heavy metals, which we don't want in the body, and those are lead or mercury or cadmium or arsenic and aluminum. And they can lead to autoimmune issues, um, things like Hashimoto's or um, rheumatoid arthritis, et cetera. And so we just want to make sure that those are as low as possible and ideally none at all. And the reason why we typically start with this test is it can be done by anyone of any age, typically three years and up. It's also the easiest to do. You just take a couple snips of your hair, especially for a woman, you just lift up under the back of the hair. You don't have to go all the way to the scalp, but close enough. And you do about an inch and a half in a couple of different spots. And that shows you about the last 90 days. And so you grow about a half an inch of hair per month uh, on average. And that's what we look at. So again, really easy. And this is a lab test that's used by NASA. It was actually used um, not too long ago in looking at heavy metal toxicity in pregnancy, because it's a very easy one to do. They use it for FBI testing, for drug te- testing. So this is very well established. Um, these are all And uh, we don't own any of the labs. We just use them as practitioners in order to get our clients their results.
0: Mm, mm, I love that. So that's the one I did. I did the hair one.
1: Yes. So we usually paired the lab that we're going to go through today, the minerals and metals test, with the Candida metabolic and vitamins test. And that's the one that looks at your gut function and it looks at mitochondrial function, neurotransmitter metabolites for mood, and your vitamins for energy. So today, though, we're just doing the minerals and metals. And we do that because it's the least expensive way to get started. And it's the same lab test that I ran when I was 19 years old, very first lab I ever ran. And so this is kind of one of those labs that for me to be doing this many years later is is really, you know, uh, an amazing thing. And I, I don't take that for granted at all. So that's what I like to get started with. It's easy, it's approachable, and it makes sense once you learn how to read this. So yeah, happy to go through it when you're ready. I'm ready. All right. So, uh, and I appreciate you sharing your results here uh, on the podcast. This is always great to be able to go through these. So, the first four numbers we look at are your calcium, your magnesium, your sodium, and your potassium. Now, a lot of people, and that's why we like to do a video tutorial as well as a coaching call with people's labs because people have to understand this is excretion from the body. It's not going to be the same as blood work based level. And so, there's an ideal level that's this basically dashed line on your lab. Uh, We could probably link up a PDF, a sample if you'd like, not yours, but an actual sample of it. And there's like a blue wave. And so that's kind of the optimal range. And so when you have a high level or a low level, it doesn't mean it's the same as the blood work. It means what's been used by the body is now excreted through the hair. Hair is a protein, that's all. And so it's being excreted through that. And so when we look at your calcium and your magnesium, it should be about a seven to one ratio. And your ideal range is a 40 for calcium and a six for magnesium. It just means that there should be more mag- more calcium than magnesium. Magnesium is very important. We're about to talk about that. But there's just more of the calcium. That's all. And so your level was actually a 149. So way out of the range. Very, very high. We'll talk high about why. Very high calcium, yes. Hmm. Now, remember, does not mean you have high calcium in your blood, right? It means high level of excretion of calcium. And I'll share with you exactly why that is in just a moment. Um, So then your magnesium, ideal, ideal is a six, is a 40. So it's very, very high magnesium as well. Now, ordinarily, you wouldn't want magnesium that high. However, in this case, you do. And that's because calcium is brought into your bloodstream under stress. It's brought into your bloodstream when cortisol and fight or flight is taking place. And the reason it does that is it helps to constrict Muscles, get them ready for flight and flight, as well as the blood itself, so the arteries. And so when we look at this, this is very normal. There's even hypercalcemia. If you take something like, if you take too much vitamin D, it can actually bring calcium into the bloodstream as well. Got it. And it does that because uh, it's actually gonna draw it from the bone. So that's why you never wanna take 50,000 or 100,000 IUs of vitamin D at a time. You wanna do a smaller amount, two to 4,000 IUs a day, or 50 to 100 micrograms a day, because that's what you would normally get from the sun outside. And so what we're looking at right now, again, if I knew nothing about your background, I just know a little bit right now about you um, being postpartum, is that you, this, this individual that I'm looking at this lab test, I always do it kind of like independent, no emotion. What would it be? Okay, this person's under a higher level of stress. They're producing larger amounts of norepinephrine. The adrenals are producing more. However, they're getting enough magnesium in their diet or supplementation in order to bring down those fight or flight levels. Mm. Because a lot of people we see in our practice, high calcium, but low magnesium.
0: Mm.
1: And so it's it's I don't know. Are you taking magnesium supplementation? Yes. Okay. So that is what's, I don't want to say saving you for right now, but lack of a better word, that's mm-hmm. what's actually keeping your body more balanced, is the magnesium for sure.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah. So it's a good thing. And so, you know, what do we do? Well, we look at that in terms of, well, you're in a very unique, we'll say season of your life right now, right? Young child, completely dependent on you. What do we need to work on? Well, we need to work on, can we get a little bit more of Christine time? Can we do binaural beats? Can we use meditation? Can we go for a walk? Can we like, what would bring you out of the fight or flight? That's really what we're looking for. Um, cause again, when you will get woken up at, you know, 1am, your body's not meant to be You know, up. It's meant to be in the parasympathetic nervous system. So all we're trying to do is create as much balance as we can, and that is why we use external things, nutritional supplements, binaural beats, meditation. Would you need to do these things in a you know perfect, perfect world? No, but we don't live in a perfect world, right? right, Where everything is balanced all the time. So what we do is we just look to create balance because we can't pretend like you're getting the right amount of sleep and calm and all that in your life right now.
0: Right. Right. And I also take 5,000 IUs of D a day, which sounds like I need to okay. back off. Uh,
1: potentially. Yeah. We we might want to just look to see what your level is. And on your blood work, um, we run that on another lab called the Stress, Mood, and Metabolism, which is hormonal-based. And that is, uh, you want to be between 50 and 70 for that uh, ideal range. So like, let's say you're an 88. Yeah. You'd back that down to three to 4,000 a day, especially if you're not getting, I mean, if you're not getting any sun. Mm. Mm. And by sun, I mean a tan. Because just because you get sunlight does not mean it raises vitamin D. You actually need to create a tan on the majority of your body. Okay, okay, okay. So I just know, yeah. I just know in Boston, Massachusetts, uh, you're not getting vitamin D from essentially uh, mid September till the beginning of June. So there's a very <laughs> small window for vitamin D in the north. Yeah, put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So what we'd recommend for you is yep. we're going to continue to use the magnesium, but we're going to also do the other lifestyle things to start to bring down that those stress levels.
0: Okay. And and not take Especially, any calcium yeah. supplements.
1: Well, um. So actually, the calcium. Th- this is this is a really good question because we would want to make sure with this amount of calcium being drawn out from either food, muscle, or bone that we are supporting your calcium. Right. So I just, we use a product called Cal Mag Complete, And basically you're getting calcium and magnesium, which is what I'd recommend for you. But I also use additional magnesium for you on top of that at night in order to really turn off that sympathetic nervous system.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Now the next two markers go along with calcium and magnesium and those are called sodium and potassium. So if calcium and magnesium show you your stress levels, what's being drawn into the blood and then excreted through the hair. Sodium, potassium show you how well your body is doing keeping up. And yours, so ideal sodium is 25, goes up to 35 for the optimal range. Yours is a 49. And your potassium, ideal is 10, goes up to about 14 and a half. Yours is a 36. So we see now, when we look at these electrolytes, this is a four high pattern. We only see this maybe one out of every 100 labs. And there's, there's good and bad to it, right? Everything is, but let me just state this. Everything is fixable. Literally everything. I had rheumatoid arthritis. I had um, type two diabetes. I had Addison's disease. I had POTS. I had insomnia. I had um, mass cell activation syndrome. I don't have any of those anymore. They're completely gone, right? So I was taught how to fix those and everything is fixable. L- literally everything is fixable outside of maybe like terminal, pancreatic cancer, which there's still like a 5% chance. I know it's not a big chance, but like everything is fixable. And so that's why we just try to help people earlier. Mm -hmm. So what this shows is a four high pattern. We see this in entrepreneurs all the time that are just like never turn their minds off and they're go, go, go. And then we also see it exactly where you are during a very stressful period of time, the loss of a loved one, the birth of a child, um, the loss of a career, even like where someone's lost their, their status, you know, that's a big thing or breaking up in a relationship. We see these, we see these all the time. I talk about my book and it is a precursor though, to really becoming depleted. And that's why I'm glad we're doing the show together because all we need to do right now is build up your reserves. So you spent 10 months giving all of your reserves to your new child. Now we need to build up your reserves. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense?
0: Oh, yeah, and I've known that <laughs> that needs to happen. I just didn't know what to do. Could taking electrolytes impact those numbers at all?
1: It's very rare that that does happen because there would have to be such a high level, mm. but it is possible, yes.
0: Okay, because I do take the unflavored LMT just once a day, which has a bit of uh, quite a bit of potassium and sodium in it, I think.
1: Yeah, it's a 10 to 1 from sodium to potassium, so a very high sodium-based electrolyte. And, um, if you get a boost of energy after taking that, that could mean that you're, you know, depleting your sodium levels, which happens with adrenal based, um, Mm -hmm. energy. And so that's not bad. What we see when we see your potassium above, it's called an inverse ratio. When we see your potassium above your sodium, we know that you're breaking down though, some muscle tissue or bone tissue and becoming more catabolic. So this is also when, when we work, my team and I work with, um, women, especially postpartum, we need to make sure that you're not losing muscle because it's difficult to work out when you're not when you don't have the energy, you're not sleeping, etc. Right. But twice a week weight training is just really important, along with enough protein, so that you don't lose your muscle mass because it's just more challenging to get back.
0: Yeah, that's one thing I have done is at least twice a week I do some kind of weight training. I try to move a little bit every day. I don't get there every day, but I, I was a exercise was non negotiable for my entire adult life. And, you know, it changed a little bit with postpartum, but I, I do do that. So, okay. So, with the first one, the calcium and magnesium, it sounds like rest, getting out of fight or flight, maybe some supplementation, making sure I'm on the right calcium, magnesium. And with this one, the salute, what's the solution for this one?
1: Well, this one is actually a repercussion of the first. Okay. So what you'll see on subsequent labs are these numbers start to fall back into the blue zone, the ideal zone, and that's what we want. And then eventually that calcium magnesium comes back down. So the way that we're going to be, and so if I jump to the very last marker, which is phosphorus, it's actually really good. And so that means that this is not affecting the bone breakdown to a large degree because if if your stress levels were really breaking down the calcium levels in the bone to a great degree, I'd see a very high level of phosphorus being excreted, and I don't. Mm. So that's a good thing. So it means that um one, like you are keeping up with it. So then the thing is like there's definitely a high level of stress. This is not uncommon. But the thing is like your body is strong enough, hormone wise to be able to keep up with this. Now, how long can it do it? Well, that goes back to then our genetics and our phenotype and all mm-hmm. of those things. But for sure, you're doing a good job. You're probably getting enough protein because your phosphorus levels look pretty strong. Yeah. For most women postpartum, you need more than the typical half, half your body weight and protein per day. But, um, you know, so let's just say we 130 pounds. Okay, so you'd get what? Is that 65 grams a day? You know, you're probably going to want more like 80 grams a day. Yeah. You know, if you're postpartum, you're, you're nursing. And so that's what I would certainly shoot for, that or better.
0: Yeah, I'm eating way more protein than I normally do. But it's the only thing that satiates me. So
1: it's been hundred percent. have to. Okay. Great. So then we look at um, other factors that, again, that's why you really do want a a practitioner to read these results to you, just like you would want, you know, someone to read your blood work to you. Because when I look at your iron levels, they're low. And that's a good thing because you don't measure iron on a hair tissue mineral analysis, this minerals and metals test. You measure it in blood. And so we don't look at that unless it's high. If it's very high, that is a problem. And that's why we run it because that can mean then someone has what's called hemochromatosis. Now, again, we're not here to give medical advice or diagnosis, but we say, okay, go run that with your PCP. You're going to run your iron levels. You're going to run your ferritin levels. If it comes back high, okay, now we need to have you donate blood, cut down on high iron foods, work on cofactors for absorbing iron, et cetera. So your levels are fine. It doesn't mean that you have good levels. It just means that they're not too high, which is good. Then we look at copper, and we look at zinc. We look at them as partners because everything in the body has a partner. Calcium, magnesium, sodium, potassium. We all hear about zinc, right? Take zinc, take zinc because it's going to boost your immune system. Okay, that's true. But if you take a lot of zinc, it always pushes down its partner. So it pushes down copper, right? Mm-hmm. Take a lot of magnesium. What does it do? Pushes down calcium. Take a lot of potassium. Pushes down sodium. So they, they all work together. Now, the thing is, your zinc is perfect. Couldn't be better. Hmm. Your level should be a 20. It's a 19. It's right, it's right and there. And I take right? no that's zinc. Perfect. And you take no zinc, but you get enough from your protein. Apparently, mm-hmm. right? Because so meat, uh, some fish, eggs, seafood—in terms of like mollusks, those types of things—all have a lot of zinc. So that's good. And I don't know if you're using a protein powder or a daily activated multivitamin or something like that Mm-mm. that could have zinc as well. Yep. All right. So what we would have you do though, because your copper is low, and it should be ideally at 2.5. Yours is the 0.9. I see this all the time though, because Almost nobody gets any copper. It's in things like oysters, and you're not going to be eating those, I'm sure. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, you might have might do them now, but certainly not um, during pregnancy, I don't think. Um, but why does copper matter? All right, it matters a lot more as we get older, because it helps with mitochondrial function, helps with thyroid, helps with hair, skin, and nails, and also helps with grain of the hair as well. Besides things like allergies, skin rashes, etc. So, what we would use is a product called Balanced. Zinc that is a product that contains both zinc and copper in the precise ratio of about a twelve to one, so we would use a little bit of zinc and copper because we wouldn't just use copper, and the reason is is that's going to drive down your zinc levels, and you don't want that um, based on your immune system, et cetera. Plus, you need so little copper in order to make a difference, mm. so that's what we would do there
0: mm. okay all right.
1: all right, your chromium levels and your selenium levels are a little low this is. What we typically see though, like nine out of 10 labs, we see this. And the reason is, is that there's just no way anymore that people are getting enough chromium and selenium from their diet, unless they're specifically eating the handful of foods that are high in those because of soil degradation. It would take me yeah. 20 minutes to go through since the 1960s, we no longer use a three farm system. We only use three different types of nutrients basically in the soil. And so the soil is depleted of a lot of these minerals. Yeah. And, and that's the truth. So like when we look at our foods, even organic, even though I recommend purchasing organic or at least following the dirty dozen, the clean 15 is that we are not getting the nutrition from our food and and that's really important. So that's why, you know, I I believe in low level supplementation, like not mega doses, but enough just to give you back a little chromium, which helps with blood sugar and selenium that helps with thyroid as an antioxidant and also used in the uh, thyroid as well. If I didn't mention that and detoxification.
0: Okay. Okay. And mine were
1: low. Yours were both low. They're about 50%, but it's like what we normally see, but we definitely want to boost those for sure. Like easy things. So selenium, let's say you didn't want to take, uh, and I don't typically recommend a single mineral product. Uh, You'll get these in a, we use daily nutritional support or daily activated multi. You can use any functional medicine formulated product that you like if you're working with a doctor or, or another practitioner. But for selenium, you can actually get that through just one or two Brazil nuts a day. Now, many people don't like the taste of Brazil nuts, um, but that would give you enough selenium for the day. Just literally taking in one Brazil nut.
0: Don't Brazil nuts tend to have mold in them?
1: Well, a lot of nuts do. You're right, 100%. And that's why we have to be careful with our food-based sources. Yes. It's like most, well, oats are naturally gluten-free, but most are contaminated with gluten. So it's, yes, the, the source does absolutely matter.
0: So maybe better to supplement.
1: In that case, that's what we do. We just do really simple, like really uh, easy. Like we keep things super simple. So although this lab may seem complicated, what we do is we send the individual a plan with like five things to do total. That doesn't take extra time in their day. Like the only extra things in their time in their day would be, we want you to walk seven and 10,000 steps every day. Like as a human being to move the lymphatic system, to turn off fight or flight, to oxygenate every cell in your body, to... Literally reduce all cause mortality by like 35. percent We want you to get seven to ten thousand steps a day. Okay. Yeah. And so that that's a that's like that's the time consuming. Everything else to take a couple of supplements, you know, with a meal, not really, you know, a big deal. Binaural beats, meditation, journaling, like ten minutes upon waking, ten minutes before bed. That really are nice anchors on the day. Like, okay, I don't even know what to write. Okay, well, what are you grateful for? Well, I've, it's been a terrible day. I've had to do this, this, and this. I got no sleep. Okay. Is there anything though that you can find that is bringing some type of joy or peace in your life if you had to think about it? Okay, well, I have this, you know, and I'm not saying this to you, I'm just using you as an example. I've had this beautiful, healthy baby right here and I'm fortunate enough to be able to provide her with life or him with life. Mm -hmm. So like, it's like, it's just a rewiring of the mind and by giving gratitude, all of a sudden, it lowers your heart rate. It improves your heart rate variability. It's gonna get you into deeper levels of sleep. Like all of these things matter.
0: So matters. It so matters Uh, what we're thinking I think is is one of the greatest supplements we can take in terms of how we can influence influence our body. I and mean, sometimes we need a little help on the physical level too. And I'm I I believe in both. Um okay. Absolutely. Yes. So that's right, Selenium. So now even, we're moving on to yep. the heavy
1: metals. Oh yeah. Toxic is, metals as they're called.
0: Yeah. And that's the other thing. I so miss my infrared sauna. And I'd be very curious to see what you think about those and if you think they're okay to do while breastfeeding. But anyway, I'm I'm jumping ahead.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know. When we look at this, we we see one of these five typically elevated because it's so pervasive in the environment, yeah. and that's aluminum. So aluminum is everywhere. Aluminum foil, it's in antiperspirants, it's on pans, it's the spatulas scraping it against the pan, uh, it's in our tap water, everywhere there's aluminum. In your ice cubes when you go out to a restaurant. So what we're trying to do with aluminum is eliminate it everywhere that we can knowing that we will encounter it in life and to get it below a one. And the nice thing is you're at a 0.52. So it's, it's, it's great. Like, so I'm very happy with that. Do I still want to do a heavy metal detox with you once a year and the infrared sauna, like you just talked about? Yes, I do. Of course I do, but you're doing great there. Now you are essentially zero on lead. We, of course we want that. That's great. You're like a zero on cadmium, which is great because that affects the thyroid. And for men, it'll affect their prostate. Uh, it affects breast cancer as well. And arsenic, which affects uh, detoxification processes as well as the thyroid as well. And those are zeros. So there's only one left, and that's mercury. And yours is elevated. And now it's not massively elevated, but it's elevated. And we want that to be a zero as well. So what I do is what if I'm on mine? the phone with someone, and we, yours was a 0.145. Mm-hmm. and we want it below minimum. Well, actually, we want this really a zero. I, mm-hmm. Anybody in my practice, I don't want any mercury in their body. Mm-hmm. So that for me has to be a zero because it can be a zero very easily. Yeah. And so that's why aluminum, I mean, I, we've run over, Well, I, we probably run 100,000 of these labs like easily. And we have a lot of data. And that, it's almost impossible to get to zero. I've just never seen it. It's very, very difficult. Um, but that's because you're being exposed to it on essentially a daily basis. But we can get it low where it doesn't affect the body. So mercury, though, there, there's levels to these elements on the elemental table and toxicity. And lead is certainly the most toxic. And then I would say mercury and then cadmium, then arsenic and then aluminum. So it's kind of like, mm. not necessarily in order, but yes, in order, like they're, they're very, they're not great. And so I would then ask, you know, okay, well, where do we think the source of a mercury is coming from? And most often it's from fish. Um, and then sometimes it's from the silver fillings in your mouth that aren't actually silver. They're nickel and mercury and aluminum and other factors. Um, and then there's others as well from like uh, inoculations as a child, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So do, do you know where yours do you think may come from?
0: I don't. I don't have any fillings. I don't eat any of the big sea mercury-based fish. Okay. I'm usually pretty careful. I eat salmon sometimes sea bass, sometimes halibut. That's pretty much it fish-wise. You know, I did have a lot of vaccines. And then when I went to Africa at 30, I had like three more
1: vaccines. Okay. So how I look at this is one of the greatest times of excretion from adipose tissue is postpartum Mm -hmm. as well. And I just want everybody to know that's also one of the reasons why a healthy detox or weight loss plan or whatever your goal is, is so important because your body fat, which is called your adipose tissue, stores toxins that your liver is not able to process as quickly as it needs to, to get it out of the bloodstream. So it's good because that keeps us safe. It pushes it in our Mm -hmm. body fat. The only time it's not good is when it crosses the blood brain barrier and gets stored in our brain, which is 90% fat as well. But what happens is when we lose a fair amount of weight that whatever's inside of that adipose tissue comes back into our bloodstream. So what's interesting is, let's say we ran this six months from now, does that level go down? Because mm-hmm. I'd be willing to bet maybe even six months ago it was higher than what it is now, but I have no baseline for you, so mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And cause you're just excreting it right now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, it's, it's challenging because if you are not breastfeeding right now, I would absolutely recommend the heavy metal detox. I formulate the one for Equal Life, but again, people can use whatever they'd like, and it's natural. It's crack cell chlorella, it's cilantro, it's vitamin C, as well as a biofilm disruptor where a lot of these heavy metals live as well inside the gut. So it's very simple. It's very straightforward to do, um, and it's natural, so you don't have to do a chelation-based therapy, which may lower your other minerals as well. But um, I don't recommend that while uh, nursing or pregnant, and so Mm -hmm. we'd have to
0: What about, I do take just a little chlorella, every day. I just started that intuitively. Um, is that bad to do breastfeeding?
1: Low level. Like we have a product called daily foundation, uh, daily fruit and vegetable blend. Mm-hmm. Now, again, people can use whatever they like, but it has a little spirulina. It has a little chlorella, It has a little of the things that help with just a little bit of binding and those are okay. So if you do a low level, I'd be okay with that. But what I'd have to make sure though, is that you're also getting this out of your body well enough too. Like once you bind it up, I need to make sure you get it out. So one to two bowel movements a day, um, about half your body weight in ounces of water per day, you know, smoothies, like what are we doing to get that out of the body too um, naturally because we can't do a functional medicine detox with you as well to to live a, to ramp up phase one, phase two, lever detox. What
0: about infrared sauna as well, breastfeeding? All
1: right, so now we get to infrared sauna. So this is the challenging one because what we can't do is heat up your core temperature
0: mm-hmm.
1: because that would not be good for your breast milk uh, and for overall detoxification. So, just keeping in mind that the liver filters your blood. So, basically, it filters all the blood in your body every six minutes all day long. And when you were pregnant, the placenta did its job to filter a bit as well. You know, heavy metals, things like that can get through. Just keep in mind there was great research done like over 25 years ago called 10 Americans. I wrote about this as well um, in my book. And I talk about um, they did the study on 10 Americans. And the 10 Americans, They tested for 400 different uh, toxins in the environment. Only 400. There's over 100,000. Back then, there were 77,000. So they only tested 400, and the average was 232. And it turns out that those 10 Americans weren't even born yet. So that was from fetal cord blood. Mm. And so we know that as humans, we're just starting in this world, a little bit toxic, okay, that's all right, nothing to be scared about. Again, we can remove these things. So I'm okay with infrared sauna at a lower temperature and not as long just to get the perspiration going, but not to the point where it raises the heart rates and you're profusely expiring um, because that is actually going to not be good because then those metals Go in my may milk. actually end up in your breast milk. as well. yeah. yeah.
0: Is she getting the mercury in my breast milk now or is it just I'm just excreting it?
1: Most likely you're going to be excreting it through sweat, through the hair, through huffing it off if you exercise as a gas, although that's much more difficult to do. Mm-hmm. But for sure through sweat and through the hair and through your liver and a little bit through the... So liver basically puts it in your intestines, it comes out of stool and then your kidneys filter and it goes out through the bladder as urine. So, you know, we hope that none is actually getting into the breast milk.
0: Me too. So right now I could just do that fruit and veggie blend. That would be what you'd have me do right now
1: that and the reason is this i'm very conservative when it mm-hmm. comes to uh pregnancy and, like so i did the same things with my wife uh, my kids are 8 and 10 like same exact things i recommend the the same thing could we do more and would it probably be fine sure mm-hmm. but at the same time there there's repercussions as well and so i'm not willing to do that and your baby's going to be totally fine um and we're going to have time in order to be able to remove this in six months from now or a year from now, yeah. whenever you decide at a higher level for now, if you live a clean lifestyle and you're doing a lot of these things, you're going to get rid of most of it. Not all of mm-hmm. it. And I haven't seen people get rid of all of it because you know, it's a, uh, these are heavy metals. These are yeah. heavier to get rid of, but you'll be able to, there's no doubt about it. And I, this is not something that I would be worried about. We believe me, all of us, you know, <laughs> we basically were all exposed to these things. Yeah. And so it goes back to the rain barrel effect, right? It's like, well, how much Are you exposed to and how much is your baby exposed to? Because until you fill up that rain barrel, your body can deal with it. You know, it it has these homeostatic systems for excretion. But when it gets too much, like let's say your child had food allergies or sensitivities and it wasn't getting love, which is actually a huge thing, you know, for babies, and it wasn't getting sunlight exposure, then all of these things can add up. But if this is the only thing, well, then the baby's going to be just fine.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, my my husband's always like, take her in the sun, take her in the sun. (laughs)
1: Yes, (laughs) they do do need that. It's very important.
0: uh, Full body exposure or just out in the sun is okay?
1: Well, so children don't have the same level. Um, Obviously, it depends on nationality, all of that. But you you typically need far less sun exposure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Far, far far less.
0: Anything, because I know I have a lot of nursing mamas that listen to the show or mamas who will nurse someday. Anything that's really good to improve quality of breast
1: milk? 100%. Hundred percent. So the biggest thing is through diet alone. Like mm-hmm. meaning like our most women that we work with are underfed, meaning like they're not eating enough calories. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times again, we so 70% of my practice is women. And and it's been that way since like nineteen ninety-eight, you know, when I started. And so because you're trying to lose weight at the same time. And the thing I always let women know is like you can actually eat more at this period of time, healthy foods, you know, eat as much healthy food as you'd like. Because your body is so metabolically active. Right. And if you undereat, you actually slow your metabolism because your body knows it needs to create breast milk. It needs to do all these other things. So I actually recommend like eat more so you have more energy, a good, healthy quality foods. Go for a walk, weight train a couple times a week if you can. That also releases some stress, it produces endorphins, and stay hydrated. And so we're a big fan of starting the day with a smoothie. So you know, putting in berries or whatever your favorite thing is, um, an all-in-one like the daily nutritional support or your favorite protein powder, get your nutrients in, but get a lot of water. Because when women are typically nursing overnight, if they are, they're not drinking a lot of water as well. And so you're so dehydrated when you wake up. So that's my biggest recommendation. And sure, there's some different herbs and things like that, but very infrequently if we ever needed to use those. Um, and I actually don't do a lot of herbs while pregnant. I typically just do vitamins and minerals that the body yeah. would need. And omega-3s, which are really, really important.
0: I know. I need to do my, my omega-3s. I've just relied on diet because I just am so cautious of products. But now I'm, you know, because of the soil, like I make all of Athena's food. I make all her, she does some finger food now, but I make all her purees. And it's all organic and everything. But I'm like, I don't even know how nutritious this is because I don't know what kind of soil it was grown in. So it's, it's tough. You know, I'm like, oh, I just it need is. to like... Yeah. Have a farm. Um, no, it's a balancing act. Yeah, always I mean, a balancing you do, act.
1: You know, a great job is just balancing. And that's why I, I do low-level supplementation, meaning like what do most humans need? A good, like I call it activated multivitamin or daily nutritional mm-hmm. support because it's the methylated B vitamins. I mean, we know that somewhere between 30 and 40% of our population doesn't process folic acid very well and, and B12. And so like we just need the methylated form. It's not, it's really not expensive. And then yeah. most people, they don't need seven to nine servings of fruits and vegetables. If they do, it's not a wide variety. So a daily fruit and vegetable blend, like a a rainbow-type powder, greens powder. And then an omega-3. And it's because most people, again, we've run well over 20,000 omega-3 labs. The only fish, the only foods that make a difference are wild salmon, mackerel, sardines, anchovies, or wild trout. Okay. And you need to eat those four to five times a week and with the skin. And if you don't, it's not going to change your levels. Like it's not going to be enough to give you that anti-inflammatory effect.
0: All right. Okay, so I need some good. So minimal,
1: but yeah, that will help. And then for you, so then that's that's kind of like the base or maybe a daily probiotic support. But then we say, okay, I just read Christine's Labs, and what would I recommend on top of that? Okay, I might recommend a CalMag Complete or at least a little extra magnesium before bed. And then I would recommend a product called Balanced uh, Zinc in order to raise her copper levels a bit. And then if she wasn't nursing or when she's done nursing, I'm going to recommend the Heavy Metal Detox. And I'm going to get rid of whatever Mercury's left. And then she's also going to do, you know, the infrared sauna to, to sweat out as much as she can. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's exactly, you know, what I would recommend for you. It's simple. It's pretty straightforward. And it's not going to dramatically change your lifestyle, but it will change your overall health and vitality and mood and energy and all those things. Because the truth is, like, most people don't understand what actual health feels like. They just know yeah. their new normal. Yeah. So I, I, I'm, I feel better now than I did when I was 16, which makes no sense, but I didn't really know at 16, like that wasn't truly healthy. I was eating terrible foods. I was inflamed I had allergies. I had all these issues. I was on antibiotics and I'm like, Oh, this is actually what real health feels like. And so we just try to get people to that level. And then yeah. the truth is it's they're motivated. Just keep doing it. Cause you don't want to lose that feeling.
0: I'm curious if you have any thoughts. I'm going to have to have you back on the show because I have like a gazillion more questions. (laughs) But I'm curious if you, well, one, are you aware of in the past eight years, so many more babies are being born with tongue and lip ties and are having trouble breastfeeding? Like the numbers have gone up. Yes. Right? Um, My baby was one of them. We've gone through that as well. Yep. Why do you think this is happening? A lot of people say folic acid in the diet
1: potentially, but I have women in my practice that, so I have a, I have a specific show um, that's called like how to have a happy and healthy pregnancy. I, I can get you the number. I don't actually know the number of the, the podcast that it was. And we go through all that. And so, you know, the, in an ideal world, uh, what I would do is six months before when a woman was looking to conceive, I would do a functional medicine detox, a heavy metal detox. I would make sure that the woman's gut function was, was great, right? Because they're going to share a lot of that same bacteria with mm-hmm. the baby. And I'd make sure all that's good. And then during pregnancy, I would support the woman with just a few quality nutritional supplements, good quality foods, walking, et cetera. And then post-pregnancy, we're basically doing the same. But even with all of that, many women are still uh, giving birth to children with lip ties, tongue ties, et cetera. Um, And when I look at that, I know that they've taken all their methylated vitamins, et cetera. I think it has, again, I don't know, but I think it has to do with Certain toxicities in the environment. Yeah. I don't know what else it may be besides that.
0: Yeah. And
1: so that's what I question. I really don't because even mm. if we do all those things before pregnancy, there's still, again, there's over a 100,000 man made chemicals in the environment. Maybe it's plastics. I know. I I don't know. I wish I could give you an answer on it because, of course, I want to try to help with this. But um, I was pretty good with all that stuff.
0: I mean, I was pretty good with everything. And and, and man, it, it it like we got to the other side of it, and she she breastfeeds great now. But whoa, was it it was such a challenge for the first four months. And we had we had the laser procedure and everything. And um, yes. I know so many moms that are going, so many families that are going through it. And poor little Bubba's, you know, I watch videos of her nursing when she was a newborn, and she just was
1: struggling.
0: Mm. So yeah, maybe one day it's we'll, important
1: that you're bringing that information to people because yeah. a lot of women say, well, there's something wrong with me. The baby's not just breastfeeding, but This is just far too common, and the more women that know about it, they can fix this, you know, quickly, and then uh, they're still able to breastfeed. And so, I think that's important.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I hope you'll consider coming back because I do have a a ton more questions, and I'm sure audience members have questions too. And you're just a wealth of information, and I know people are going to want to work with you. So. Can you, can you tell our audience yeah, what options are available for them to get into your community and to start working with you and your team and upgrading their health?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I, again, I appreciate you having me on and introducing me to your community and, and getting to chat about this. And hopefully we'll be able to run a follow-up to this lab or maybe another lab in the future as I'd well. i love that. But um, our, uh, so for your community, we're giving this lab away for free. You just, people just pay for shipping and we can do that uh, and the, the, Why this is so important to me is that most people have never even heard of functional medicine lab testing before. So for us doing this show here today, it just kind of opens up these new possibilities and and hopefully they do become a part of the community. We have a great global community, people all over the world, uh, learning to take control of their health. And that's really our greatest goal is educating people so so that, I mean, think about this. Your child is going to know all about natural health. I never had that luxury. You probably didn't either, right? No. But they're gonna know. And so our goal is to teach all the parents and they can teach their aging parents or their children as well. So if people go to stephencabral.com forward slash Christine, we'll have a, a limited quantity of these and people will be able to get it just for the shipping cost. And that will come with uh, a reading of your results and a plan of actually what to do. And then if someone wants to run other labs in the future, fantastic. We'll be there for them. All of those are at equa.life. Life. That's the company that I run. It's E-Q-U-I dot L-I-F-E. And all of the labs are there, the candida metabolic and vitamins and all the other labs there that I'm happy to help people with. But um, if I can mention, I have a book called The Rain Barrel Effect and a podcast called The uh, Cabral Concept. And that's all free, basically. People can just get all this information, learn about it, start to get into it, and then they'll have a a better basis for what to do next.
0: Well, and I think it's so generous that you're giving the test and the results for free. That's so generous. I know that my audience is going to hop on that. So thank you so much for doing that. I it's such a um, beautiful gift. So I appreciate that so much. Um, and all the links will be in the show notes as well. And you gave us so many great suggestions. Uh, but if you could just, if, if people could just pick one thing, one thing per day that they could do for their health and well-being, what would your number one recommendation be?
1: Well, I would say it's one for the mind and one for the body mm. that we talked about, you know, before, because. Um, in some, what I call the de-stress protocol, three parts of that are actually emotional based, mind mm-hmm. based. And it's because the only people that I've ever found to not get well are those that could not get well in their mind first. Right. And, and that's too bad. And, but I was there. So like, I kind of like, it takes one to know when I recognize it and I say, I understand like you yeah. are associated yourself as a victim or someone that has this disease. And, and I get that. But as long as your persona is embodied and, and one with the disease, it's gonna be difficult to ever overcome and let it go. Yeah. And so one is, is just working on mindset. And that's different for each individual, but it's you were born to be healthy and you deserve to be healthy. And there's a famous quote by Amelia QA that I always share with people. And it's because it's difficult to think that you're gonna ever get, get well again or or overcome whatever the health challenge is. And it's every day and every way I'm getting better and better mm. every day and every way I'm getting better and better mm. and so it doesn't mean that you have to be better today it just means that every today is gonna be better than yesterday and if it's not well this is part of the healing process and so I'm a big big advocate of that and the second part is that start your day with that smoothie mm-hmm. do something to hydrate your body get all the nutrients that you need for the day it's easily digestible and it's not going to take all of the digestion of having a heavy breakfast. And so whether you do a 12-hour, 14-hour, 16-hour intermittent fast, we can talk about that on the next show, uh, that's up to you. But start it with something easy to digest. It's going to give you your nutrients for the day, your hydration. Um, you can add electrolytes. You can do whatever you want to it. And so those are my my uh, simple that. but highly effective suggestions.
0: I love that. Well, thank you, Dr. Kripal. This is just such beautiful information. Thank you for going through my results on the show. And, yeah, let's definitely do a follow-up and have you on again. Um, so. Guys, if you are listening to this show or you are listening to the show, um, send me a DM on Instagram if you have follow-up questions for Dr. Cabral and we'll have him back on. And so appreciate you and your work. Thank you so much and Happy New Year to you.
1: Happy New Year. Thanks so much. Take care.